We're not trying to get better. We are training to get better. Do yourself a favor and take your plan B and throw it in the trash can and light that shit on fire. If you get one go with this, you can afford to accept nothing short of your own personal excellence. We are going to leave everyone and everything better than how we found them. Now let's get started. To another episode of iConversations. I'm Coach Dan here, joined as always by Coach Lisa. Hello, hello. And today we are going to be talking about what keeps most athletes from being elite. Mm -hmm. Why are so many stuck at average? So before I dive into that, though, I would like to just do a little Coach's Corner recap here. With, uh, Lisa, how is your coaching going? How is your personal training going for yourself? Everything is going really well. Um, clients are all doing fantastic. Athletes are doing great. Uh, and my own personal training has been fantastic lately. It seems like, you know, it goes, it kind of goes in waves where sometimes things are a little bit less than stellar. And then you ride out those high times where it's, you know, every workout is amazing. And you probably get tired of hearing from me constantly about, I had this, I got this today. That's something I love to get tired of. You can send me wins all day, every day. I won't get tired. I, I love it. It's just, it's one of those times right now where everything is good. You go in and you're just killing it. You walk out, you're like, yeah. Can confirm. Like even your your November bicep flex. I couldn't even believe. November to now. That was, and the timeline is, is incredibly Crazy. short. And it's funny because, the, you know, my, like my arms and legs, I have a very hard time putting mass on you know, to go to thicken my legs and arms. They are, I'm built like SpongeBob square pants, you know, so square in the center. And then like, I've got those sticks for like arms and legs. And so making them thicker is so difficult for me. So, so difficult. So I'm finally seeing, you know, like where it's kind of compounding a little bit and getting, I'm, you know, my limbs are getting a little thicker now. So that's really exciting for me. I mean, I feel like you're more like the SpongeBob when he gets the inflatable arms. <laughs> right, like now. You know, you're looking jacked now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a uh, Patrick Star build. I just get thick <laughs> everywhere. My head gets bigger. Arms and legs get real thick. But see, it's easier for you to put a little mass on. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I've never seen Patrick shred. So it's, I would take Patrick. I would take Patrick. <laughs> what about okay. you? How so is I'm your training going? Uh, my training's going good. I am still coming back from this AC sprain. Yeah, right how's that shoulder. going? Um, I, I can't complain. It's I earned it by being stupid playing kickball. And so, oh, is that I, how you did uh, it? Yeah, you know, I just don't half-ass anything, and it's the most uncompetitive game of kickball of my life. And I'm going 100 percent diving to make this catch. Oh my! Gosh. And I land on the. I just hit the sweet spot when I landed, and. I don't, I haven't dove at 240 pounds, but I hit the ground so hard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it was, I think I cracked the Was that it the was, same arm like, that you were having like the elbow issues with too? Yeah. It's my troublesome right arm. Yeah. But it's going well. Um, this is also forcing me to give more time for my elbow to heal up. So there's a silver lining there. Right. And I've been doing all the biohacking under the sun. I've been doing yes. the HBOT therapy chamber at Samantha's work. Uh, about five days a week. I've been doing cryotherapy. Cryotherapy is good same for that. five days a week. Um, then I've even started doing like the BPC-157 uh -huh. and TB-500, those peptides. 
Uh huh. I've been doing just everything. Uh, subcutaneous injection right by the shoulder for that. Did you know cryotherapy has actually been shown to speed up the remodeling of broken bones? No, I did not know this. Yeah, they do. It does. That's fascinating. Little, little fun fact for everybody. There you go. Everybody get yourselves immediately to Break your local bone, cryotherapy. Get some cryotherapy. What I love it, I mean, it's new science, so we're going to hear a ton of it, yeah. and then soon it's going to be the miracle cure. Yeah. But the studies around cold to, cold induced thermogenesis are fascinating, are and fascinating. it's showing that it's actually able to not only shrink but minimize adipose cells. It's able to get rid of fat cells. Yes, there's a lot. That's, there's that was a lot. To be impossible to do. There's a lot, but yet there's not a lot of studies on it yet. So I think as they start really researching and diving into it, we're going to see how effective and beneficial it is on so many different levels. Um, I have an athlete who is, uh, she's a gymnast, high level gymnast and had um, a, a fracture in the back and could not, you know, I mean like ice didn't touch it. It was just lots of chronic pain and inflammation and swelling back there, like in the paraspinals and everything. Um, she was doing weekly cryotherapy treatments, a really soft, fast progress after she started the, the cryotherapy. So I just think it's fantastic for athletes, period, too, like just to, to combat soreness and inflammation and all those things. Yeah. So that's for those of you that are one percenters, they're always looking for that one percent edge. You're doing that's all the big rocks. Ahead. Yep. You're looking to just really take things to the elite level. Yep. Cryotherapy would be a really good practice. Yes, I agree. I think it's stuff like that that people kind of write off sometimes too. But yeah, if it's going to make you even 1% better than everybody else, you better do it. You got to do it, especially if you're doing everything else though. That's I mean, right. if, if you're not hitting your nutrition correctly, right? And your sleep is shit. Cryotherapy is probably not going to do, do much for you. for you. Yeah. You'll be cold and still equally unhealthy. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's a good way to put that. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads us right into uh, our no. topic today. There you go. Yeah. Um, I also, I was given a six to eight week timeline on the healing for this. Uh -huh. And this is the beginning of week three. Uh huh. And I'm already able to put it under load. And granted, I'm not hitting any top sets. Okay. I don't know that you're I supposed to. I had a push day yesterday. Well, this isn't a question I'm supposed to. It's what what I'm able to do. Okay. So you okay, were able said six to eight weeks. I took that as my challenge. That's That's the worst case scenario. And I'm going to beat that by half. That's right. You can. So that's, I have no doubts. I'm doing it. I have no doubts. That's because awesome. why? Because I refuse to be kept from being elite. That's right. And that is how you segue into the topic. That's a good segue. <laughs> but it really does kind of go right into what we were talking about today. It, it flows well. Okay. So in your opinion, what do you think is one of the main things that keeps athletes at average. You know what? I think the number one thing for me is not being a constant student, not being coachable, not being teachable. I think that is the number one thing that would keep people from being elite. Yeah, that's, that is a solid one. Yeah. I really think like if you can't get past that, it doesn't matter what you can physically do mentally. If you're not able to grow, then you're not going to make it there. Yeah, I think that is 100% correct. I think, I mean, the 
it's a cliche for a reason, but the moment you stop learning is the uh, moment you stop growing and start dying. Right. And that's, that applies perfectly to that. Like being coachable, Mm -hmm. keeping a student mindset always, recognizing that each and every individual has something you could take away or learn from is so powerful. That'll be your genetics or your natural talent any day. Right. I totally agree. What do you think your, what do you think the number one thing is? This is, I've listed them out and not in order of priority here uh, because I, I think I could make a case for quite a few of them being the biggest. Um, But I think a good way to summarize and how I almost wanted to title this podcast was how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. And it's, it never fails. It's always applicable. I don't care if you're taking out the trash, how you do that is a reflection of how you do everything. Everything. If you do it sloppy, I can promise you, you do everything else sloppy. Yep. If you're the example I've heard from the MFCEO himself, if you're the fry cook at McDonald's and you're not making the best crispiest fries you're possibly capable of making, like you're being lazy. That translates into everything else you're doing. It's true. But the small daily compromises that we allow ourselves will either, well, they'll they'll completely ruin your -hmm. progress. They will foil your plans. They will hold you back forever. Yep. It's like, I'll see it in athletes and when they send me a check-in and their adherence to nutrition, they say 95%, you know, had a cookie here at work, had a snack here. And then they think it's no big deal. It's one cookie. What, what's that matter? Like, so you're telling yourself it's okay to make these small compromises and add that up over a year's time because nothing moves fast in physique enhancement sport. Like even for my lifestyle athletes, I'm like, those compromises you're making mm-hmm. are at your own detriment. Mm-hmm. You're, you're making it okay to hold yourself back. Yep. That cookie, cutting out cardio, you know, you stop two minutes early. Like, you know, you could push a little bit harder, but you're not. You yep. stop one set time because you want to get home. You don't want to run into traffic. All those things add up. Absolutely. As, and I now, because I look for this, because I'm always conscious of myself. I'm always seeing like making sure I'm not yep. cutting any corners, allowing these compromises. Like when I'm walking around the gym, course you wipe off your equipment i leave quite a bit of sweat so i'm not gonna be that guy that leaves shit gross uh but when you wipe it off and you take to the trash can there's always in front of the trash can (laughs) there are always a a, there's always a pile of discarded sanitary towels that nobody puts in the trash can yeah or i I can't believe the amount of people don't even bother to wipe off the equipment after themselves and they do walk away with leaving a big pile of of sweat behind them and i'm like Again, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you're cheating out on that, you're cheating out on everything else. And there's a good chance you know you always look the same at the gym, if not worse. Absolutely. Yep. And that's not because being sanitary makes you more shredded or more aesthetic. (laughs) Right. It's just how you do everything. It's how you do everything. That's right. Yeah. And so I'll even see, like, I'll pick up those extra discarded towels because I don't want to walk by the shit that needs to be done either. Yeah. I, you know, but these are the same people that will leave piss on the toilet seat. <laughs> it drives me crazy. They leave and then they probably don't wash their hands. If you're paying real close attention, I hate to be too focused on other people, but if you just kind of watch, they just walk out of the bathroom. I can't watch that stuff. I'm just like, oh, I'm so grossed out now. I can't watch. <laughs> it's too gross. <laughs> too gross. Too much reality. It's it's hard to bear. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, that's that literally is like one of my favorite 
my favorite sayings ever, my favorite quotes. And I try to, you know, keep that on the forefront of my mind all the time. Um, and I think, you know, I think you're, you're probably a lot like this too. When you work from home, when you, um, are self-employed, like you have the ability to be lazy all day long if you wanted to be and not accomplish a lot. But people like us, you know, we have a tendency to constantly drive our ourselves all the time. Like, I can't let this go. This has to be done. And you stay, you know, you stay really focused on what's got to get done. And again, that goes with that same, that same saying of like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if I let one day slide by, guess what? Four days are going to slide by in a week are going to slide by where nothing was accomplished. So I don't let, I don't let one day slide by, you know, because I know how easy it is to start sliding backwards. Yeah. And that's working from home is, was a hard check for me. Yeah. It's like, you have to have time management skills. Oh yeah. That you never had any idea. But self-discipline like, has to, to be at 110% or otherwise you are not going to be productive or successful period. It's got to, you have to have self-discipline. It's, it's exactly that. And even when I'm busy all day, I've got my whole power list. I'm knocking them off. Even at the end of the day, I'm still kind of looking back like, what else, what could, else I could I have done? I still kind of feel lazy. Oh yeah. It's hard. It's so hard mentally because like, um, I finally had gotten to where, you know, I do that at the end of the day. Yeah. I could have a whole list done and I would be like, oh, but I could have done this. And then I still feel like it's not enough. So I had to make myself a list of like, my top four priorities, these are non-negotiable items. And these are the eight things after that that I would like to do. And if I get those done, I feel I remind myself, nope, you accomplished everything you set out to do today, period. End of story. You're not going to feel guilty. You know, so I have to really practice that with myself too. Daily work. Yep. We're in the trenches just with every one of our athletes on this. Yes. Um, another thing that I have listed that I think keeps athletes from being elite. Uh, so we already know how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. You should be looking for opportunities to go the extra mile. But another thing is your why has to be strong. And the okay. reason I say this, it's so common right now. It's in the past 10 years, so many competitors are strictly doing it for clout. Like it's, oh, yeah. social media has been a wonderful tool. But so many people just want the appearance. They want the pats on the back. They want all of the recognition without any of the suffering. Yep. And they're just doing, they're clout chasing. Right. Yes. They never win. They never look the best on stage. Yep. And it's because the guy that's doing it because he wants to find his limit and shatter that barrier, he's always going to show up working harder, looking better, more conditioned. Yeah. He's going to outwork you because his why is pushing him 24 hours a day. Absolutely. And when the algorithm changes of social media and you're not getting any likes or looks or posts, you know, attention to your posts that you're making, you're going to fall apart and your why is not strong enough to be sustainable at that point. So yeah, the, the why is it's everything. And, and honestly, it's everything for everything you, you do in life and whether or not you're successful there too. It's got to be strong. Yep. Yep. That ties in. This is going to be more specific. These so far, everything we've said applies to lifestyle and to our stage athletes, our competitors. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is going to be a little more specific to competitors, prep athletes. Mm -hmm. And it's two part. It's twofold. Uh, one, 
lose the FOMO. Yeah. I have experienced athletes that I'm still having this conversation with. You don't need to go out on Friday night when you're eight weeks out and be up until two in the morning. Yep. Celebrating Becky, your coworker's birthday. Yep. happen. <laughs> and the fact that you can't stay home and be content, just being reclusive, being at peace, controlling your environment, prioritizing rest. Maybe you're not mentally prepared for this prep. Exactly. That kind of goes back to that first time competitor's advice. Like if you can't, if you can't put things aside right now, it's not, maybe it's not the right time for you to be competing then, you know, so it, you gotta, it's a big sacrifice all the way around, but you have to sacrifice. Yep. That's the name of the game. Yep. It's, it's the privilege we get. We exactly. get to sacrifice. Exactly. Embrace that shit. But FOMO, like, you know, what's more fun than going out and having meaningless party time, even if you're not drinking, you're still sacrificing sleep and, and bringing less than your best the next day. You know, what's more fun than that. Winning. Exactly. Winning is more fun than fun is fun. Right. Absolutely. Especially if, again, that's what you set out to do. This is what you, this is what you signed up for. Then again, how you do one thing is how you do all things. Yes, we could. I think we could end every point or every sentence with that. <laughs> with that it, thing, it all ties into that. It does. Scrap the whole episode. We're renaming it. Mic drop after that, and we're done. So lose the FOMO. You're not missing out. You know who's going to be missing out? Everybody that dropped out of their prep or half-assed the and showed up on average. stage in less than their best. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're missing out. They look back with regret. That's a failed prep. That's right. Yep. On that note, stop focusing on the food. This is keeping every. This is keeping yeah eighty percent of stage athletes average. You know, and it's mindset. It's it is mindset. Like, oh, I feel so restricted. I'm missing out on this. I, you know, like this is woe is me. It mentality really is what it turns into be. And it's like, no, no, no. You signed up for this. This is a privilege for you to skip a meal. This is a privilege for you to say, hey, I'm going to cut down to this. Like, that's a privilege. And if you can't view it as such, you're going to get lost in that um, feeling of restriction and feeling of like, oh, I'm missing out. So that's mindset. You're absolutely right. And it's just all you need is a simple reframe. Mm-hmm. It's not I can't have these things. I, choose I don't not want to. these things. Well, I don't want them because I want to win. That's I right. want to show up at I my absolute choose, best. I choose winning. Exactly. Mindset, it all starts in the mind, which is all we won't it. dive too far in because we are saving that for another episode. <laughs> right. That'll be another podcast. But stop focusing so much on the damn food. Yep. If you're talking to me, especially, oh man, if we're within two weeks out and you're talking about what you're going to eat after the show, I am not going to be patient with that conversation. <laughs> I'm going to hurt your feelings because- if that's what you're focused on before we even get on stage and, and fight for that damn top spot, yep, you don't want it bad enough. Yep. If you're not constantly talking about winning, you've already lost. Exactly. You have to be obsessed with that. The food is a secondary item. Yep. You know what? I don't know what I'm going to eat post-show because the show is priority number that's one. That's right. That's all Showing I Showing up think and bringing about. my best, fighting, stepping on some necks, yep. getting that gold. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And then- Sure. Whatever the fuck. Pizza. Great. <laughs> I, don't I don't think care. I ever, I don't remember ever planning that out. Like, I don't think I ever cared about what was after it. I was always like, so focused on, I got to get through this. I, you know, or, or being nervous about it or, you know, wanting to get that, that day, you know, going, get it done. Like, so I don't remember ever planning 
oh yeah, this is what I'm going to eat afterwards. And I never took food with me. I never like, I don't know. I just didn't, I just didn't care. Yeah. I'd have to give you credit on that one. This is something that's taken me, it took me years to get to the point where I'm like, shut up about the food. If that's what I care about, why am I doing this? Because the first few shows, it's, it's so ingrained in the culture. It is. That's what everybody's talking about backstage. That's what everybody was excited about. But Everyone's so worried in, about the food. Even in the, if you've noticed, it's always people posting about cheat meals and talking about their cheat meals and stuff like that. I can't, I can't stand that because I'm like, yeah, okay, that's great, but like, what are you doing in the 95 percent of the time? Like, what else are you doing? What? Show me your you know, boring chicken and rice that you're eating or, you yeah. know, fish and asparagus. Uh, you know, I don't I, like, there's so much posting and, and talk about the, the cheat meal stuff. I'm always like, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a toxic trait that needs to die of bodybuilding. I agree. Because it's, but since I've had the shift where I not at all worried about food, I'm worried about doing exactly what it takes to bring my absolute best and, you know, hopefully win. I do. I don't mind when I hear other competitors talking about food. Yep. You know, especially when I made it pro and these guys are talking about food backstage. I'm like, man, I need every edge I can get on you. So like, yeah, dude, go get some pizza. Go get some donuts, yeah. man. Have mine. Ha- yeah. I don't give a shit. Take because that. if if that's what you're focused on, I, I see your weakness. You're showing me your hand. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. And I'll yep. pass you too. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'll use that. I'll take every advantage I can get. I wasn't blessed with the best genetics. I got the white boy waist. I'm pretty blocky, but I'll give it time and work. I'll pass you. Yeah. Yep. And I think I've stayed true to that. Oh, I think, I think so. that's been a good testimony thus far. I got a lot still in the tank, but so far we've worked around. Lots and lots of growth. Okay. Well, what other points? You got any other points from for these athletes that are looking to get that 1%. No, better. I think, I really think the most important is like we said, you know, being teachable and the mindset part for me, those are the two most important things that you really can't, you can't get around in order to be elite. You just can't, you can't shortcut those. They have to be in place. You have to be moldable. You have to be teachable and you have to be coachable period. And if you can't be and and the way you frame things, I, I just think you can't get around that and then be successful. Eventually, yes. even if in the short term you are successful, even if you get a win under your belt, uh, long term, you're not going to make it. No, that's one of my favorite. I, I attribute it to Tyson. It might not have been a Mike Tyson quote, but he said, if you're not humble, life will visit humbleness upon you. Mm. And I see that with athletes all the time. Yes. Yep. Well, you came in, you counted your chickens and that one actually worked. You won that regional show. You got first in your class. Oh yeah. But then you go to nationals and humbleness punches you straight in the face because everybody there is working their asses off. And you were like the 10th, 16th place person. Hey, 16th way, 16 way tie. Okay. Once you get to 16, <laughs> 16 it's way about tie, you and right. usually 20 other guys. Right. Right. Yeah. And those are the people that would be like, well, that's oh, all I've got finished, on this topic. Finish top 16. <laughs> I've seen that before too. <laughs> I won't be the I one to call him out. I'm like, you know what? You're already, you're already mentally <laughs> down. Okay. Yeah, I won't yep. make things worse. Right. We, right. We all, the takeaway is we got to get better. Okay, that's what we know exactly. from 16th place. So everybody remember that. Okay, that's how all I've got. One thing is how you do everything. 
That's right. In other words, put your damn shopping carts away. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Okay. And thank you everybody so much. Clean for the machines in at the gym. Die conversations. What'd you say? Clean the machines What's at that? the gym. Clean the machines at the gym. That's the other part. We're improving society. One little nugget of advice at a time. That's right. Leave everything better than you found it, including the listeners Absolutely. of this podcast. Thank you all so much for paying attention and listening to our conversations. We will talk to you next week.